Welcome back to the Wrestling Room Podcast, episode three. I am alongside Brady Poplar. My name is Nick Zeller Singh. We're going to be talking about some big transfer news, some ASU wrestling, and then the Cliff Keen Invitational uh, preview. But before we start, Brady, how is your Wednesday night going? Great Wednesday night. Get to talk a little wrestling. Yeah, and we got finals week coming up soon. It's going to be pretty, pretty packed for wrestling and us. <laughs> finals week, last week of classes. So I only have one final technically, but I do have like final class stuff that I have to finish up, but made time for the wrestling podcast in the wrestling. Yeah. Well, there is some big news that could affect the NCAA finals, and that is Nick Siriano finally committed to a school, and drum roll please, if you haven't heard it yet, it's University of Michigan. He is a Wolverine, and so just like that, Michigan is now expected to earn in between 10 to 20 more team points, jumping them from a off the podium to a debatable third place in the NCAA tournament projections. Brady, let's see. I want to see how they compare to some of these other top four schools that they're surrounded. You know, Oklahoma State, ASU, Penn State, Iowa. I mean, I Nick Seriano, he's probably going to be their 125, and then they follow that up. They're kind of a deep team in a sense. They don't have many holes. Like, I think they beat ASU if we're looking at that. And, like, they don't have a hole like ASU has. I see the only hole being Max Mailer at 174, but ASU kind of has two holes at 74 and 84. So I don't see, like, a glaring spot in their lineup from if you go light to middle to heavy so I think that kind of helps them and I think that they can kind of be that third team behind Iowa and Penn State and even beat Oklahoma State because I think they just got maybe a couple more guys if you know Mason Parrish can be a top two finisher behind Gable Stevenson I think that'll help them out they have Miles a men at 184. They have Steven Mikicic at 141. And then now you got Nick Seriano at 125. So you have three guys that'll be probably in the first place match. And that's one thing Frank Molinaro said when I spoke to him about, you know, winning an NCAA tournament is you need about, I think he said seven to eight All-Americans and at the end of the day, you need place winners and you need like one to three of those guys. And I think Michigan can have one of those guys. And you look at Iowa, they only had one guy last year win it all. So I think they definitely can. Yeah, I think Michigan is for sure over Oklahoma State. Um, ASU, I think it's still a toss up. You know, we'll see it. I think January 3rd, they'll be meeting up in Arlington. Uh, Texas, that'll be a huge yeah. duel now because obviously Suriano has ties to ASU and Sunkissed. I don't think they're, they're definitely not Iowa and Penn State, they, although they do have some holes here and there, Penn State's top guys can beat, I think, Michigan's top guys, excluding, excluding Suriano. So I believe if it did come down to, let's say, we're looking at we're looking in March and it's a race for second and it comes down to finals matchups between Penn State guys and 
Michigan guys, I'm going to take Penn State guys most of the time. I would also agree with you. I say it's probably at the end of March. It'll be Iowa at number one. Penn State will probably be at number two. And keep in mind, this is not including injuries, obviously, if injuries happen. But I would probably say it's Iowa, Penn State. And then for third, you can pick either Oklahoma, Arizona State, or Michigan State. And then you also have North Carolina State in there, according to this. So you you never know what can happen. But now it makes it a log jam for that third place spot because I think the top two spots are kind of locked up already. But now it gets interesting for that third spot. How I see it right now is kind of like three tiers with the team, the six teams you just said. I see top tier, the one, the one tier, Iowa, Penn State. I think they're kind of untouchable right now. Mm-hmm. I think tier two is ASU, Michigan fighting for that bronze spot. And then I think tier three fighting for that, you know, just a just a team trophy to come home with would be Oklahoma State and North Carolina State, hoping they could get that fifth spot. I would kind of agree with you there. I think that's probably what I would do the rankings as. And moving into it, should we move into that January 3rd matchup of ASU versus Michigan? Yes, that is going to be huge. I want to – I kind of want to look at that 125 matchup because Courtney, obviously last year, made a spectacular run, went against Spencer Lee, and we get it. Lee was, you know, competing basically the whole season with no ACLs. But Courtney did still give him a run for his money. Suriano now jumps in. Pat Glory's back. So Courtney just went from, you know, a potential finalist to can he come home with a medal? Like that, that's really big for ASU because Courtney's their top, I don't want to say top guy, maybe two or three guy though. He's probably their Mount Rushmore of guys, if you would say. He's in the top four. So he's their Mount, Mount Rushmore of guys for ASU wrestling. But now that 125 is kind of a log jam. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, he wrestled Lee and lost 7-0 in the finals. It was a lot closer than the score was. 7-0, see, like, wow, that's kind of like he kind of destroyed him. But it's, it was a little closer than it was or may look. But I think he's got a good chance to, you know, he probably won't repeat as, you know, going back to the first place. But I definitely think he's got a chance as long as he doesn't get upset uh, to make it back I think he can definitely place top four if everything falls in his place and he can maybe even make it back to the finals match. Maybe Lee, you know, see how healthy he is. I don't think he's wrestled yet. No, but Lee's in no rush. I know. And he shouldn't need to be in a rush either. He's got a lot of time left to heal up. Yeah. And I, I'm looking at WrestleStat. The, The two of them have never faced off yet. Suriano and Courtney. And when they you look all, at common opponents, I know it says Siriano's 10 and 1 and Courtney's 5 and 7, but when you look at it, the last time these two have really faced off against the same person was three years ago, four years ago. Like we we know Suriano's gotten a lot better. He's been going along the Olympic uh, runs and trials. Courtney obviously has gotten a lot better. He went from, you know, just an Arizona native who's decent to now a finalist. So I mean, I would throw out common opponents out the window, except maybe the Lee um, match for each one of them. But I do agree with what the prediction says. It says 7-2. I think Suriano would take a decision if these two face off or when they face off. I would also say the same, that I think 
um, Seriano would win. If it's seven two, maybe I think it's probably like five to three or probably six three, something like that. I think he maybe gets a takedown late and an escape. So I think he gets three, but I think Seriano just kind of dominates him from the beginning. Maybe it gives him a little hope in the second, but then the third, it just kind of stalls out. That would be my guess. So we have a 3-0 win for Michigan. Yeah, I think that. But I don't know. I don't want to jump too much into that duel right now, if that's all right. That's totally fine. Look at the Suriano-Courtney and just Suriano in general. But um, moving on to just ASU recapping at the Cowboy Open. They had five first-place finishes, one second-place finish, and three third-place finishes. So nearly every starter came home with a medal. And in my opinion, I think Anthony Valencia had the most impressive performance. On the mat for just over a minute, had two pins, came home with a gold. And also Kyle. I know Kyle's in a weird position. Notched a top 10 win, though, over Wyoming's Hayden Hastings. And I don't know. Kyle looked really good. But is there anyone else who really stood out in your eyes? Yes, I think, you know, Courtney just continuing, continuing his domination at the 125 spot, 15-6, 7-4, and then 9-5, just kind of just showing out that he's probably one of the top wrestlers. And then again, Julian Chabot, he takes uh, third once again, losing. Um, Who did he lose to? He lost to uh, Utah Valley guy. He got pinned, I'm pretty sure. But other than that, I think he's been pretty decent. I think he's right behind McGee, and obviously McGee's the guy. But once McGee's gone, I think Shelbo could be a guy for ASU in the future. And he keeps showing that at these tournaments, getting third place. I think the last one he lost to McGee in the semifinals match. And also Kyle Parco, just another kind of dominating performance. He got a tech fall, a pin an 8-3 and a 9-3 decision. So he's kind of just been on a tear lately for ASU. Yeah. And you also mentioned Kyle. He's just been on a roll. Yeah, I think since we talked about Courtney is now jammed in that 125, Parko's going to have to step up. I think Parko's now the guy who's going to have to make a run for the finals. I know he's like a 7-8 guy right now, an All-American but he's got to flip an All-American now to a, a medal. Like, I think a third place or better for Parco now. And honestly, I think Parco can do it. He's 8-0 and on the season, and he's looked very impressive. And he's got the strength for it at 149. And I just think he's got an all-around game to kind of be a guy where he might be seated. Uh, he might finish the year around probably fifth or so maybe even higher than that. And I think he can probably make the semifinals in the national tournament. Yeah, let's see where he's ranked on flow and who's a better ahead of him. So he's fifth right now. First is Yanni Giacomo Hollis. And if you know anything about Yanni, he's – if there was no Gable, there was no Lee, Yanni's winning the hottest trophy. So Yanni's probably not going to be beaten. Sammy Sasso, Ohio State, they might run across each other uh, sometime this year. Pretty unlikely. I think Sasso might have the edge. But I think after that, I think Parker could run with, you know, Jaden Abbas at Stanford, Yaha Thomas at Northwestern, Tariq Wilson at um, 
North Carolina State. I think Harco can make a run for third. I think he can get a third place. I think third place is probably like where he should be aiming for. Like, cause obviously you want to get first place, but beating Sosa and Yanni is probably going to be a difficult task, but third place is not out of his reach. Mm-hmm. It's honestly probably very reachable. So if you can get that, that really helps ASU standing wise in the NCAA tournament. I definitely agree. Um, I don't know if you have anything else about the Cowboy Open. Uh, Cordell Norfleet did not wrestle at the Yeah, Open. him and Ja'Cory did not wrestle. I'm not sure why they did not, but they were no-shows for that. It could have been an injury or something. I know those guys have battled injuries over the years, so that is why. But uh, I did want to give a quick shout-out to Colton Schultz, who won Pac-12 Wrestler of the Week, and Richie Figueroa, who's going to be – competing at the junior Pan American games representing USA. So hopefully those guys could be representing the Sun Devils well, but I wanted to look at one last thing, you know, it's a quick episode this week and look at the Cliff Keen Invitational. There are the pre-seeds are out. So I want to see who you like in each one. Can you see my screen? I can see your screen. Okay, so who you like in each one as well as who's kind of a dark horse as well. So we'll start at 125. I'll say my favorite's Pat Glory. Pat Glory, if Suriano wasn't in this, you know, 125 now, Pat Glory could be a, a favorite to win it all. So I think Pat Glory is my favorite, and I think my dark horse is going to be Heinzelman at that three seed. Uh, yeah, I would also say Glory, Glory is my favorite, but I think Schroeder from Purdue, he could get the job done as well if maybe – because I don't think the one and two face each other. So if Glory gets upset, you know, Schroeder will be the next in line to take that uh, championship spot at the 125. So I think if not Glory, it'll probably be Schroeder. All right, well, 133. You can see it right here. I'll just go in order from one through eight. Chris Cannon, Chance Rich, Dylan Raguson, Devin Turner, Moshe Schwartz, Matt Ramos, Hayden Drewy, Job Greenwood. Um, call me crazy. I like Chance Rich. I do. He has been up the ranks since he first got ranked last year. So I like him at the two seed to win it. But I also really like Job Greenwood at the eight seed. That man upset McGee and he's only getting better every week I think he could be the guy who upsets any one seed this week I do like that job Greenwood pick like you said he did beat um McGee at the open I believe Mm -hmm. so and you know the number one seed Chris Cannon so I think he's probably the clear favorite as he is the one seed but I think Greenwood can make a run and maybe ups, ups, upset some people there. All right. Yeah, I could agree with you as well. So uh, 141, Clay Carlson, Andrew Ellerys, Chad Red, Grant Willits, Parker Phileas, Dylan D'Amelio, Lawrence Sines, and Jake Berglund. Um, My favorite, um, I really like Chad Red. I do. I'm going to take Clay Carlson as my favorite, though, and Chad Red is the dark horse because Red has also had a couple good wins this year. He started very hot. 
I do like Jake Berglund from Minnesota. He's the eight seed. He's at 141. Mm-hmm. But I do think probably Carlson or um, Alvarez from Northern Colorado, I think one of those two probably take it. But watch out for Minnesota. I think they're a sneaky team in the Big Ten. And this is no Pac-12 bias, but I don't really like any of these Oregon State guys that are ranked this high. I think they're ranked a little too high overall for, was it Devin Turner and Grant Willett so far? They don't really, you know, wow me. Mm-hmm. But uh, 149, this one's stacked. Yanni it- at one, Sasso at two, Thomas at three, Jaden Abbas at the four seed, Ridge Lovett at the five, Legend Lemaire at the six, Mitch Moore at the seven, and Cannon Store at the eight. This looks like almost the NCAA championships right here. This is a, probably an NCAA championship like preview at 149. There's a lot of guys. I did see Mitch Moore when he wrestled um, Parco at here at ASU. So I did see him wrestle, but I don't think he has enough to beat these guys at the top because yeah. Park kind of handled more. So I don't think he really has the greatest of a chance, but you never know. It is wrestling, but I think Yanni probably takes it, but uh, Sammy could probably definitely give him a run for her money. And that match is actually going to be really intriguing to watch. Yeah. I think Sammy and Yanni are the definite two. But if I had to take someone else, I like the Pac-12 guys. I like Abis or Jaden Abbas and Legend Lemare. I know Lemare started hot last year, got the nine seed at NCAAs, kind of fell off. But those two Pac-12 guys are no no jokes out in the West. So I like them. Um, 57, Ryan Deacon at the one, Quincy Monday at the two, Peyton Robb at the three. Kendall Coleman, four, Jacob Wright, five, Justin Thomas, six, Will Lewin, seven, and Hunter Willits at the eight seed. Um, uh, I'm going to say I like Quincy Monday. Uh, I was a big fan of his older brother, Kennedy, at North Carolina. That's a, it's a good wrestling family. I'm going to take Quincy, and I'm also going to take Peyton Robb as my dark horse. I was just going to say the same thing about Monday. He had a big win against my Iowa um, when Princeton and Iowa wrestled. So I was going to take him as my winner and also my dark horse just because he isn't the one seed. So I was going to take him as my number two. Actually, I'm going to switch it. Ryan Deacon is really good. He deserves to be a one seed. Um, he, 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 He deserves to get a national championship. So I'm going to switch it to Deacon as my winner. And I'm going to take Peyton Robb as my dark horse, although I love Quincy Monday. I think Quincy Monday's ranked too high and ranked too well to be a dark horse. So I'm going to I, take Peyton Robb. I could see that. He probably is too high to be a dark horse, but he is not the one seed. Yeah. So if you were making me repick, <laughs> I would probably say Will Lawan. Okay. Michigan. Okay, okay. You're taking a far reach then. (laughs) Um, 65. Evan Wick, the one seed. Shane Griffith, the two seed. Um, Carson Karchla at the three. Cam Amine at the four. Phil Conigliero at the five. Julian Ramirez at six. Tanner Cook at seven. David Ferrante at eight. Um, I mean, this is a... 
This is a borderline Pac-12 championship matchup and an NCAA championship matchup. So I really like to see Wick versus Griffith in the finals. In that, uh, Griffith is not really the greatest regular season wrestler. He shows up in the in the postseason. So I would give the win. I'm going to give the winner to Wick. But um, there's no one that really wows me besides Wick and Griffith. So I got to keep it at the top two for this one. I would also probably say those Pac-12 guys uh, are probably going to be the two guys to win it as I don't really like any of the other guys to upset them. So yeah, there's nothing maybe to- Joe Grillo from Oklahoma. I did like how he wrestled um, Anthony Valencia when Oklahoma wrestled ASU. It was 8-6, I believe. So I think Grello could give a chance to those guys, maybe upset them. So if I had to pick my underdog, it's going to be Grello because I saw him live. Yeah, he's a Rutgers transfer. Okay. Um, 74, Mikey Labriola, Ethan Smith, Chris Foca, Hayden Hastings, Cade DeVos, Troy Fisher, uh, Garrett Nahin, Nahin who, uh, I'm not going to even try it. I'm going to just cut that out. Number seven, Garrett from Purdue. <laughs> and number eight, Aaron Olmos. Um, I like Labriola, but I'm going to take a far reach for an underdog and say either Anthony Mantanona at the 10 or even Tyler Eichens at the 12 seed. Those guys oh, are wow. really far. <laughs> Anthony Mantano was the the older of the Mantano, yeah, right? Yeah, that's the older one. I do like uh, Anthony Mantanoa as a dark horse, but I do really like Ethan Smith and uh, Labriola, the two Big Ten guys at one and two. I think probably one of those two probably take it, but Cornell's um, Chris Foca could give those guys a run for their money, but. I don't know. This one's kind of more a little open, as I guess upsets could play. Mm-hmm. As I definitely agree with you right there. Um, 84. Not very – not uh, a lot of ranked guys, but it looks like not as much seeding. So, Bernie at the one, Tate Samuelson at two, Taylor Venz at three, Jonathan Lowell at four, Darren Roberts at five, Caleb Romero at six, Max Lyon at seven, and Travis Stefanik at the eight. <laughs> Um, Bernie Truex has been one of the most, I think, underappreciated wrestlers in the country these last two years. I, I like him. I think he can win this. I think he can make a run for a title this year. I really like Bernie Truex. I think my underdog has to be Darian Roberts. I think he has been having some pretty outstanding wins even if it's been against weaker competition he has proven that he is a class above any competition yet that roberts was gonna be my dark horse pick before you sniped him from me but yeah i definitely i think he's my guy to pick at 184 if truax doesn't win it i would definitely say it's roberts who comes in as the winner hey great minds think alike right exactly uh, 97. So second to last one, one, Jake Woodley, Patrick Brookie at the two, Steven Buchanan at three, Eric Schultz, four, Luda Prez, five, Thomas Panola, six, 
Tanner Sloan, seven. Jacob Cardenas, eight. Um, Jake Woodley, obviously, coming off the Cordell win. Uh, that's pretty big. Oklahoma has been pretty hot besides the ASU loss. Um, I like Jake Woodley, and I'm going to say uh, call me crazy. Call me crazy. But there's a reason why every one of these lower-class teams have that one superstar, and that superstar is going to be Luda Prez. I'm taking Binghampton to Luda Prez at the 5 C. <laughs> okay, I like that one. I but what I really want to do see is Woodley versus Bruchik of Michigan. I think that would be a really good matchup to see in the finals. But my dark horse, I'm going to take the third seed, Stephen Buchanan of Wyoming. I really like him a lot. I think he can do it. But I like your dark horse pick from Binningham, Lou DePrez. Listen, from a guy who does a little bit of betting, sometimes you need that one superstar from the no name school to really hit. <laughs> and no, last, exactly. Last but not least, the heavyweights. We got Tate Orndoff as the one, Brian Andrews at the two, Christian Lance at the three, Yaroslaus Levikowski at the four, Lucas Davidson at the five, AJ Neville's at the six, Josh Heinzelman seven, Joe Doyle at eight. Um, I think Brian Andrews, although he's eight right now, is very overrated. I hate to say it. He cannot live up to anyone who's near his ranking. So I do not like him as a winner or dark horse. I think he's going to be upset. Um, so I like Tate Orndoff winning. And my my upset or my dark horse, I like Jack Del, Gar- uh, Del Garbino. He's the guy who beat Cassiope, right? Uh, yes, he did beat Cassiope. Um. Although I will say Cassiope was pinning Del Greeno and he does have, you know, probably 30 pounds on Cassiope. That's why he rolled them. But he did beat Cassiope, yes, and all at the end of the day. It might have been a freak win, but hey, a win's a win. He's ranked now and he's going to be coming off that heating trend. <laughs> he probably, he, he probably uh, steals a win against the guy here. He could be a dark horse. I don't think he wins it, though. I think Tate Ordnoff at the end of the day, he's battle-tested in the Big Ten with all the Big Ten heavyweights that they have. I think Ornoff wins it for Ohio State at 285. Well, that was all we had for the uh, Cliff Keen Invitational. You think, obviously, we named off a bunch of schools. Is there any school you're really looking out for, whether it's Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Wyoming, any school that's really standing out for you at the uh, the tournament, the Cliff Keen? I just really want to see what Patrick Glory does from Princeton and Princeton's other guy, Monday. I kind of want to see what they have in store, what kind of performance they show out at the Cliff Keen. So I would say Princeton because they're their two guys and they're heavyweight. So I would say Princeton, yeah. So you go in Princeton, or who you like to see. I want to see the Pac-12 schools, see how they compare. Especially, oh. especially, I want to see Evan Wick. I want to see Evan Wick. He's been a huge transfer for Cal Poly. A lot of hype around him. But that is going to be it for the third episode of The Wrestling Room. Once again, Brady Poplar. I'm Nick Zeller Singh. Have a good week, folks. <laughs>